522 at WFMD and WFMD.com. I hope you're well, and I hope you have that nice hot cup of rejuvenation in your hand. It is news and commentary. We'll start off with uh, Donald Trump, former president, facing an indictment. New data showing that President Trump is gaining support for the 2024 election despite his recent indictment being targeted by the DOJ for allegedly mishandling classified documents, the former president is in fact raking in campaign cash from supporters. Four mil in the first 24 hours after the New York indictment and 15.4 million in the two weeks after he was indicted by the Manhattan DA in late March. A lot of money, you may be saying. Meantime, according to the latest Quinnipiac survey, GOP support for the former president shows no sign of wavering. 53% support for Mr. Trump from Republican-leaning voters and the closest behind him would be Ron DeSantis of the great state of Florida with just 23%. And this is the same poll that shows that President Biden's unfavorability rating among voters is 54%. 523 is your time right here at WFMD. Meanwhile, the Republicans dominating the Democrats to win the congressional baseball game for charity at Nats Park Wednesday, 16 to 6. This win marks the third in a row for the GOP. And he'll make good contact with it, put it up in the air, popped up on the infield, it is caught, no, dropped at first base. Feenstra had it in his glove. They will touch first base anyway, and that is the end of the game. The Republicans have won this one by a final score of 16-6. to Oh six. my goodness, the call on Fox Sports 1, the funds raised from the event going to multiple charities in the D.C. area, such as the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Washington and the Washington Literacy Club. 524 is your time. More serious here. The Rhode Island Department of Health this morning says deaths by overdose are dangerously high levels in the Ocean State. Fox 5 Providence's Matt Paddock reporting. The opioid epidemic continues taking a deadly toll. Eight out of every ten fatal overdoses in Rhode Island involve opioids, according to the state medical examiner's office. In 2021, Rhode Island reported over 430 accidental overdose deaths, the highest ever recorded. More than one death by overdose every day. A year later, the number of deaths decreasing by just one. The data shows fentanyl contributed to three out of every four fatal overdoses last year. Now with nearly $20 million of funding from opioid settlement funds, the state is coming up with ways to bring the number of deaths down. And these methods include increasing mobile outreach and creating recovery centers. It's 525 at WFMD. Did you hear about Daniel Penny? Remember the man charged with killing Jordan Neely with a chokehold on a New York City subway? Well, he's been indicted by a grand jury in Manhattan. Foo Fighters, Kendrick Lamar. Danielle Penny will be arraigned once again following an indictment by a grand jury. Penny has been out on bond after being initially charged by Manhattan prosecutors with manslaughter. It was in the second degree after the death of Jordan Neely on May 1st. The grand jury indictment is a procedural step that will allow the criminal case to move forward. Penny's attorney maintains the defense that his client believed Neely was a threat to himself and passengers. District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office has so far not commented on the indictment, but 
that New York's Mayor Eric Adams said in a statement to the Associated Press, quote, I have the utmost faith in the judicial process, and now that the grand jury has indicted Daniel Penny, a trial and justice can move forward. And the day of Penny's court date has not been revealed. That's Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer reporting. Meanwhile, they ban homelessness in San Diego. Well, kind of. A ban on homeless encampments in parts of San Diego set to go into effect this summer. Fox's Kristen Goodwin has the story. San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond details a ban on homeless encampments approved by the city council. Basically what it does is it bans encampments uh, near parks, near near schools, near tra- uh, bus transit centers. Telling Fox's America reports it also restricts encampments in other areas. If there's room at safe sleeping lots, the city will open next month, saying people can be arrested for refusing to use the designated areas. I think the humane thing to do is get people off the streets and into treatment programs. If we don't do that, we're just creating the revolving door that unfortunately has taken San Francisco down. Adding there's more to do to address mental health and substance abuse issues. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. All right, Kristen, I would argue Democrat policies have taken San Diego down. Also, open borders. It's not about treatment. People aren't going to go into treatment. If you don't, if they don't want to get treated, Republican lawmakers are investigating President Joe Biden and his family in connection to allegations that the president was involved in an international bribery scheme while serving as vice president. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz joined Sean Hannity to give his take on the investigation. These allegations, if true, Joe Biden should be impeached, he should be removed from office, he should be prosecuted, and he should go to prison. All right. 930 WFMB. Business of- I told you I wasn't messing around with the business report. 549, Chris, good morning. Chris is the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick and the host of Your Financial Editor. You can hear that show Saturdays right here on WFMD Markets Mixed on Hump Day Wednesday, Chris. Yeah, they were. Good morning, Ryan. The uh, Dow lost 232 points yesterday, so it was the uh, the, the main index that had the, the trouble. Uh, the S&P 500 was up just three points, so really flat on the day. And the NASDAQ was up 53 points, about a third of a percent for the day. Also, the Federal Reserve pausing interest rates. What's the latest on this? Yeah, so that's kind of what we were expecting. We had uh, mentioned yesterday that there was about a 70% chance that that's what they were going to do as far as uh, traders, you know, making their bets on what the Fed... Fed's action was going to be, um, and they didn't do anything. They just held tight. Um, it ended basically that streak of ten consecutive rate hikes. Uh, we've got the Fed fund rates uh, at between five and five a quarter and five and a quarter percent. So um, yeah, we pretty much got what we thought. They did talk about uh, needing more uh, rates, possibly increases in the future. So um, you know that's going to be looked at because. Uh, a lot of people really do believe that uh, they are done raising interest rates and that they should be done raising interest rates. Um, I mentioned 10 consecutive increases, and it takes you know six to nine months for each one of those to work its way through the system. So um, hopefully they'll continue to pause and wait and see what the overall uh, effect is going to be on the economy. So during the pandemic, there was this... There, I think there were two major pieces of legislation that went out that provided two or three stimulus checks for people. And at the time, I remember you saying that 
you know, passing the second one was reckless because the the first part of the monies that was granted by Congress and released to the American public, the trillions of dollars, hadn't worked its way through the economy. So when large spending packages by the government are passed and signed into law and they're sent out to the public and the money works its way through the economy, what's the general timeline? I would assume that it takes years for trillions of dollars to work its way through to to change hands, right? Yeah, that's what we saw uh, was an extended period of time because when people first got the money, what they did is they banked it. They just put it in their bank. So you saw deposits skyrocket. Um, and then as the economy started to worsen, and, um, and, and things really deteriorated. You saw people going back to that money that they had banked and saved because they had to, because inflation was so crazy. Uh, they were trying to keep up with the, uh, the costs that were running away. So it does take quite some time. Whenever you have that type of massive action, it does take time to work its way through. It's uh, 5.52, and we're talking to Chris Murray, the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick. Well, Janet Yellen may not like to spend her money, but she likes to spend your money for sure, Chris. Yeah, our Treasury Secretary, she just uh, never ceases to amaze at the, the foolish decisions and comments that she makes. And, of course, back to inflation for a second, uh, she was one of the ones, along with Jerome Powell and Biden and others, that said uh, inflation was transitory as we still <laughs> – fight it, you know, over two years later. But now she's saying that uh, the American taxpayer needs to give more money to the International Monetary Fund. We're already the largest contributor to that fund. And the reason is she wants to limit Chinese uh, influence around the world. Mm. So if uh, they use our money uh, in making loans, uh, especially in Africa, that's going to help with, you know, guard us against China's uh, rise to power which they've been very open, honest, and bold about. So um, just a a day late and a dollar short once again. So it it just, it floors me how the government lies to us because they they are facilitating China's rise to power. So they try to act like they're doing something about it so that they can feel good about themselves once the CCP takes over the United States of America, which who knows how long that will be, and maybe they already have. I don't know, but people like Janet Yellen get on TV and talk garbage. They don't really mean a word of what they say, Chris. These are deeply, I guess, unserious people. And unpatriotic people, for sure, too. I mean, that's the that's the worst part about it is, um, you know, they act like they want to compete against China. Um, they won't even, you joke. know, use the right words uh, as far as them being an adversary, probably because they're compromised. Many people, and a lot of them in cabinet positions, um, so they say we're going to do something like this with the IMF. At the same time, they let China just beat us over the head with trade. Um, they say, okay, yeah, we're going all EV, these electric vehicles. Oh, by the way, most of the material is going to come from China, and mm-hmm. we're already buying the, the solar panels from there that they're forcing on people. So it, it is, it's a total joke. Yeah, I know what sabotage looks like, and when I see policies enacted, namely energy policies, the easiest way I can tell, I'm no expert, and I'm certainly not that smart, but when you look at 
you know, the policies that are deeply unfriendly to Americans, especially farmers, when you have uh, solar panels taking up hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland in the United States, you know that somebody is doing this on purpose. And, and we, we can see the regression of the United States of America in so many ways, both cultural and political and economical. Chris, 555, what are you watching today? Initial jobless claims, we'll get some retail sales numbers, uh, the New York and Philly Fed surveys, uh, Adobe and Kroger both come out with their earnings today. Awesome. Chris Murray, thank you so much. We will talk to you next hour when our good friend, the morning mayor, jumps into the fray. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. All right, 555 at WFMD.